This is Pulse 95. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnia Saleh and Hany Balkis. Welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. It is me, Hani Belkis. Ladies and gentlemen, my voice is still recovering from the England versus Italy match. I mean, I still can't get over that match. It was one for the ages. But ladies and gentlemen, I am very excited today. It is Tuesday. The weather, in a way, is a little bit better than it was yesterday. I mean, there's a little bit, it's a little bit cloudy. But today, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about all good and sunny news. We're also talking about how the UAE Central Bank does plan to issue digital currency. Now, that is a very, very big leap in the world. We're also talking about the Amazon outage and how online stores were down globally as tens of thousands of users say they can't make a purchase on the site. The world's biggest e-commerce website was down. I mean, it's not, it happens rarely when Amazon does go down, but when, when it does go down, a lot of people around the world do complain about it. And for our Tech This Out segment, we're talking about China's crackdown on crypto mining. And could mining end the CPU shortage? We do know there's a lot of GPU shortages across the world, and I'm going to be getting into that in just a bit. And also, we're talking about YouTube Shorts and how it has arrived in the UAE. It's kind of a mock-up of TikTok. And for my favorite story of the hour, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about Virgin Galactic and how Sir Richard Branson has rocketed to the edge of space. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a lot in store for you today on Future Talk. Keep Pulse 95 locked because we're going to be right back. Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. We're back on the air, ladies and gentlemen. Right now, I have some very big news to talk about when it does come to digital currency and obviously when it does come to the UAE because the UAE Central Bank has refuted reports about digital currency issuance. Now, the only legal tender in the UAE is obviously the UAE Dirham. And the central bank of the UAE just yesterday refuted reports that it does plan to issue a digital currency as part of its 2023-2026 strategy. Now, the clarification did come after reports had emerged that the regulator was planning to issue a digital currency. Now, there's a lot of things going on when it does come to digital currency. One of them, obviously, we know the, the beloved Bitcoin. Uh, we can even go and talk about Do- Dogecoin. I mean, cryptocurrency and digital currency in general has making a, it's been making a boom lately. And a lot of people buy into it. I personally haven't yet. I do plan on to. And when I first read the, read the kind of, we can call it rumors that you, the UAE will be issuing a digital currency, I was really excited. I was like, yeah, I'll buy into it. But the UAE Central Bank has clarified and has yet to accept or acknowledge, is a big one, acknowledge crypto or digital assets as legal tender in the UAE. And that's basically saying they won't accept any type of cryptocurrency. Now, the only legal tender in the UAE is the UAE Dirham, basically and obviously. Now, a spokesperson said that all major news about the Central Bank of the UAE will be communicated through our official channels. So obviously... When there's news about whether it's it's UAE currency or digital currency from the Ministry of Health and Prevention, MOHAP, whatever it has to do with the government, obviously an official government channel will be bringing out the news, whether it's on Instagram, Twitter, or a live televised broadcast. Now, we do know that central banks across the world have been actually seeking 
to develop digital currencies. And I do know that I, I believe and I do know that China does not accept them. And there was kind of an uproar uh, with digital currency and cryptocurrency, I, th- I believe, a month back. And we will be talking about that one today as well. Now, central bank digital currencies, or as they like to call them, CBDCs, or as they are known, are different from cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin, which we do know have experienced wild swings in pricings in recent months. And I do believe at one point in time, it was around 250,000 dollars a pop. So... That's pretty crazy. I mean, to have a currency that is that much. And when you divide it, 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 it's it's a lot of numbers and a lot of calculations. And I ain't no mathematician. But the Central Bank of the UAE and the Saudi Central Bank have completed a proof of concept project on a wholesale central bank digital currency, which obviously will will settle domestic and cross-border transactions. And that will use central bank money on a distributed ledger technology. Now, we also do know that the UAE Bank has also joined the second phase of a multiple digital currency project called M-CBDC Bridge for cross-border payments initiated by the Hong Kong Monetary Authority and the Bank of Thailand. And again, we're looking at in the future, I, I can't, again, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm speculating right it's it's just a hunch that in the future we will have something of that sort but for now the central bank of the ue has made it clear that they won't be issuing anything from 2023 to 2026 but again uh who knows now the u.s federal reserve uh does plan to publish a discussion paper this summer which will kind of outline their current thinking on digital payments or uh, finance in general and g7 finance ministers and the central bank governors have also pledged to work together on the cbdc's to develop an understanding on their wider public policy implications now again uh it's, it's a very big topic and complicated topic to talk about because when we're talking about digital currencies or in specific cryptocurrency there's nothing stable it's always fluctuating Right. I mean, one day it's sixty thousand dollars and another day it's ten thousand dollars. Right. It's very bad if a whole economy wants to base um, their 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 tender on a certain cryptocurrency, nonetheless, a digital currency. So I don't think the world is ready just yet uh, to be to be using them as legal tender, uh, not only in the UAE, but across the world. But yet again, I'll say it once and I'll say it again. Central bank has refuted the UAE central bank has refuted the reports about them issuing a digital currency. Let me know your guys' thoughts, 4215, do it slots, or on our Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. Do you guys believe that at one point in time, we will all have everything digitalized, you know, payments, currency, and paper, I mean, paper currency we will no longer use. Uh, our text lines are open. We're taking a short break, but when we come back, I want to talk about the Amazon outage, man. I'm a big fan of Amazon. You guys know that. And Omni is always uh, kind of, uh, uh, you know, telling me, hey, you got to stop paying so much. And uh, you got to stop buying so much, not paying so much, buying so much. Because, you know, I use Amazon like it's the daily newspaper. Taking a short break, but when we come back, we're talking all about Amazon and how the websites were down. But the number one thing in life, ladies and gentlemen, is communication. And that's our song for today. This is Pulse95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Bits and bytes do connect our world, ladies and gentlemen. There has been a very, very, very unfortunate yet big news happening around the e-commerce field. 
and that is an Amazon outage and how the online store was down globally. Now, most of the time when we talk about websites are down, it usually happens in parts of the US, but this time it was out worldwide and tens of thousands of users say they can't even make purchases on the site. Now, we do know Amazon is the biggest e-commerce website there is, you know. I personally use Amazon, I'll not, I'll, I'll not exaggerate and say a daily basis, I'll say it on a weekly basis. Uh, I'll, I'll always go on, I'll check if um, something is on sale or if I, or sometimes, you know it's funny ladies and gentlemen, sometimes I'll go on just to see if there's anything cool for me to buy. Like I wouldn't want anything, but I'll just go on there and see if there's something cool to buy. I mean, it's weird, I, I kind of have pleasure, I get some pleasure right when uh, the amazon delivery guy comes on and i open it's a box it's like a, it's a gift from me to me <laughs> you know what i'm saying but again uh it's a big problem i mean i don't i don't uh encourage you guys to be like me but if you do want something for Eid, you want to give some Eid presents, Amazon is that outplace. And you guys do know I'm very big on Amazon. But we do know that over 31,000 outages were reported for the site just this Sunday evening. And that was according to the site downdetector.com. Now, downdetector is very, very, very important because it shows you which websites are online, which websites are offline. And I use it quite a bit if something isn't working. I do remember Reddit the other day wasn't working. I was like, man, is it my internet connection? Did something happen? Did I do anything wrong? And again, Down Detector did tell me whether or not. Now, according to Down Detector, 81% of those reported problems were with the website, whereas a small percentage of around 15% were with the login and 5% were with the checkout. Now, one person did say that items not showing in the website when selected. And obviously, ladies and gentlemen, Twitter. Twitter is the place where you discuss when things are not working for some reason. <laughs> you know, I laugh because it just shows that we're all the same. We're all human beings. We all think the same way, right? When something doesn't work for me, for example, Snapchat, Instagram, any type of social media or uh, website in general, I'll go to Twitter, I'll put in the search function, uh, I'll write, for example, Amazon, right? And people say, oh, wow, Amazon is down, Amazon isn't working. When Snapchat was down the other day, I was like, man, is it me or is Snapchat down? So I wrote on, on, on Twitter, Snapchat, and everyone was complaining it's down. And a lot of people went to Twitter and complained, but it's funny because when Twitter is down, you have nowhere to go because no one, there's there's not a lot of places where you can have that micro blogging website just like Twitter is. And a lot of people were saying it was just loading the homepage and it was very frustrating and they can't view any items. And again, uh, even the app, it was to the extent where the app wasn't working as well. And uh, every time someone searches for an item and clicks on the item, it goes all the way back to the main page. So it, in, a, in a way, it wasn't completely down, but it was a, a, a part where certain parts of the website weren't working for certain people, you know? And a lot of people were saying that they, they, they think Amazon lost so much money in this amount of time. Now, the Amazon help account on Twitter did appear to be responding to these customers in real time. And uh, the Amazon help account did tweet apologies for the hassle there. We are aware of the issue and our team is working on it. Appreciate your cooperation here. Now, again, another one, another tweet was we have escalated the concern on priority. We do not have a specific time on the same uh, on when it will be fixed. And uh, they did say that they assure you that they will get back to normal soon. And again, uh, Amazon was on top of it. And listen, regardless of Jeff Bezos and his politics, uh, Amazon's customer support is ridiculously good, right? Anytime I have a problem, 
Uh, I'll call Amazon up. I don't even email them anymore. I'll call Amazon up, and uh, God bless their hearts. Uh, these uh, these Amazon customer service workers, um, they'll get me the problem solved in five minutes top. So that's why I'm a very reoccurring customer for Amazon. But thankfully, Amazon is back online, so uh, we do know Eid is coming up. And you do have that chance to go and get something for your loved ones or, you know, be like me, a gift from me to me, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, Eid is coming, so I want to ask you guys, what are you guys going to be doing during Eid? Um, it's a nice long four-day weekend. Not four days, even longer, but, you know, we've got four days of the week. So it's a pretty long weekend. It's around a week, four plus Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, we can say it's seven days. Let me know your guys' thoughts. Let me know what you guys are doing in Eid. If there's any hot spots in Sharjah uh, that we don't know of you, what you want to tell us about. Uh, again, we're taking a short break, and when we come back, we're talking about YouTube Shorts and how it's arrived in the UAE, and it's been out for a while, and it's kind of a mock-up of TikTok. But again, I'm excited for this one because I have I have some opinions about that one. Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? What's worth a click and download? Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about our beloved application. I spent a lot of time on this app, and that app is YouTube. Now, we do know that YouTube Shorts came out around September of 2020, and it was a mock-up of TikTok. We do know TikTok has been trending globally. Everyone and anyone is on TikTok. And obviously, YouTube did feel a bit threatened by this. And they came out and say, hey, we're going to be releasing YouTube Shorts. Now, YouTube Shorts has finally arrived in the UAE. For the longest time, it wasn't here for us. We, were, we weren't able to use it, right? We could watch, but we could never create content. And now the Shorts beta is rolling out globally and will be available to everyone soon. Now, YouTube just yesterday did announce the arrival of the beta version of YouTube Shorts in the UAE and again I'm telling you that it was first announced in September of 2020 and YouTube has since expanded shorts to 26 countries and will now be available across more than 100 countries including countries in the Middle East and North Africa basically the MENA region where YouTube is available and ladies and gentlemen anyone tuning in on our Instagram live uh, put in your name I'll give you a quick shout out and getting back to the story, we do know that short-form videos are already viewable on the platform, but people around the world were only able to access, for the first time, the shorts creation tools. You could view, but you couldn't create. Now, it did include a multi-segment camera to string multiple video clips together, and that was the ability to record with music, control, speed, and more. And again, I'm on the fence when it does come to YouTube Shorts. The same thing when it does come to Instagram Reels. We do know that TikTok kind of grabbed Instagram and YouTube by the neck, by the throat, and said, hey, I'm the captain now. I control the video sharing scene, especially when it does come to short videos. TikTok is incredible. The reach is incredible. A lot of companies feel threatened by TikTok, as they should, because TikTok, number one, your number one market, your number one demographic when it does come to TikTok or to social media in general is the youth. Young people love TikTok, and I, I can be considered young people, right? And I'm on TikTok a lot of the time, and if I would say my screen time right now, you guys would probably laugh because I spend a good per week 10 hours on the app and that is a lot i mean i'm talking about an hour a day on the app and i mostly use it when i'm doing cardio because it kills time like no other 
But we're looking at how a lot of companies, and especially YouTube, feel threatened by it. And just the other day, you, uh, TikTok fully released the usage of three-minute-long videos on TikTok. Now, a lot of people were on the fence with three minutes. They're like, ah, that's too long. We want things short and quick because, unfortunately, in the day of technology, people have a very small attention span when it does come to, to watching videos or to watching anything in general. And I can speak from experience, right? When I'm on TikTok, when I'm on any social media platform, I have a short attention span. I don't want to spend too much time watching a video, nonetheless the live, you know? If something isn't interesting to me, I'll skip right through it, right? So when TikTok came out with that three-minute length video, a lot of people were saying, hmm, how viable would this be? How many people are now more inclined to use TikTok because of that three-minute video? And YouTube took it as a shot to them. They're saying, hey, 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 wait a second. We're the ones with longer videos, not you. So you know what they did? They said, okay, no problem. We'll create short videos as well. And I do believe, correct me if I'm wrong, ladies and gentlemen, 4215, if YouTube, uh, I think the length on YouTube shorts is about 15 to 60 seconds. So again, they are taking a shot at TikTok because TikTok is 15 to 60 seconds. But again, I don't believe YouTube shorts would be much of a success. And I'll tell you why. Because the majority of people who do use YouTube, right, they are, obviously they are the young, but again, the, the placement of it, right, it's on your phone and the placement of it, you have to be subscribed to certain people. There's no explore page, there's no this, there's no that. There's a lot of things that come into the equation where who is really going to be inclined and have that attention span to watch the videos. And we do know on YouTube, videos are created, they are edited. There's high quality cameras being implemented and used. And not a lot of people can get into that. Me personally, right? I don't know how to use a camera that good and create high definition 1080p quality videos. But you give me my phone and I'll record and I post it on TikTok, do a couple of edits here and there, and boom, voila, you're good to go. Ladies and gentlemen, that is my take on YouTube Shorts. It's finally in the UAE. Some people are excited. Some people are not. I'm one of those people. Our text lines are open. 4215, do or at Salat, or on Instagram at Pulse95Radio. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm on the live on Instagram uh, at Hani underscore AB. And shout out to everyone watching. We see, I see a lot of people coming in, coming out. You know, that's the way it is. We're taking a short break, going straight to the business news, uh, to the sports news, actually, not the business news. And when we come back, we're talking about China's crackdown on crypto mining and how it could actually end the GPU shortage. A lot of gamers and a lot of people with custom computers are going to be really happy about that one. This is Pulse 95. Check this out. Check this out. Oh, 95. Check this out, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about my favorite story for today. We're talking about the Virgin Galactic. And we do know there's a new race to space. We got Blue Origin, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, and now Sir Richard Branson, uh, the CEO and founder of Virgin Galactic. And now how he has went to the edge of space. But before I get into it, ladies and gentlemen, I want you guys to check out the live, my Instagram live, at Tani underscore AB. They're making me laugh all day today. I mean, you guys are crazy. Big shout out to everyone there. Tanbar, uh, big shout out to you. This is one of my very good friends. Shout out to George, everyone tuning in. But uh, again, let's get straight to the story. We're talking about Virgin Galactic and uh, Sir Richard Branson, how he has rocketed to the edge of space. 
Now, obviously, if you can go to the edge of space, you're a billionaire, right? And he has successfully reached the edge of space on board his Virgin Galactic rocket plane. Now, the UK entrepreneur flew high above New Mexico in the United States in the vehicle that his company has been developing for around 17 years. So he didn't wake up one day and said, hey, I feel like I want to go to space. No, it's been in, in, in process for 17 years. And he thankfully came back and he said the trip was an experience of a lifetime. He did return safely to Earth just after an hour or over an hour after leaving the ground. And I quote, he said, I have dreamt of this moment since I was a kid, but honestly, nothing can prepare you for the view of Earth from space. And it reminds me of, you know who? Hazad Mansour, the first Emirati astronaut to go to space. He went to the International Space Station around last year, and he said the same exact words. He said, when you're up in space and you look down on Earth, you look at how tiny we are, right? And it's an experience not many people will ever experience in their lives, right? But that's where Virgin Galactic does come into play. They want to commercialize space flight, right? We do We do have Blue Origin as well. They want to commercialize it, which is uh, Jeff Bezos' company. And e even Elon Musk, uh, he does want to commercialize that as well. But the tickets are pretty pricey, ladies and gentlemen. If you have $250,000 lying around, uh, around 1 million dirhams, you guys can do it. Now, this trip isn't just because, oh, he went to the edge of space, but it makes him the first of the new space tourism pioneers to try out their own vehicles. And he did beat Amazon's Jeff Bezos and SpaceX Elon Musk. And again, we're talking about how the height that Sir Richard did reach in his rocket plane, known as Unity, was around 85 kilometers or around 282,000 feet above the ground. Now, the businessman was accompanied by, the, by two pilots who go by the name of Dave McKay and Michael Masucci and three galactic employees. And again, uh, he, although although there was actually a very big bid on that, we had Justin Bieber, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Katy Perry, uh, Angelina Jolie, all of them were bidding to go to space. And they put, a, I think, an amount of $250,000 to kind of reserve a spot on that spaceship. And again, uh, we do know that there's going to be more tests this year, and we're looking at how soon space tourism will be the future. But I want to ask you guys, 4215, slots or on our Instagram, at Pulse95Radio, would you be more inclined to go to space? Would you want to go to space? What Would you think that the price tag is a little bit too high? I personally think $250,000, that's a lot of money, right? I mean, it's a million drums. You can buy a lot of things with a million drums, right? And already 600 people have paid to deposit tickets that will cost them up to $250,000. So we're looking at a lot of people have a lot of money and they don't mind paying that to experience a once in a lifetime type of thing. But again, there is always a risk when you go into space and uh, we do know that there was a fatal crash during a development flight all the way back in 2014 that uh, kind of put the space venture on pause. But again, we're looking at how they're back up and running and they are excited to go back to space. And uh, we do have Russians as well. Russia does want to also commercialize space tourism. And we're looking at space being the next pit stop, right, for, uh, you know, the future. A lot of people want to experience it. And we do know that the UAE does want to go to Mars as well. They want to kind of, th there, is a, there is a plan to be on Mars by the year 20, I think 2177. So commercializing space tourism and putting us on the moon, right? I do believe at one point in time, our pit stop, our transit. So let's say, for example, you want to go to Miami, right? 
uh, Dubai, Miami, uh, Dubai, Heathrow, London. You go for a transit, and then you hit Miami. It's a 16-hour flight. At one point in time, right, you're going to be going to the moon and then continuing to Mars. Now, a lot of people say that's a far-fetched dream. But I don't think so. I think it's going to happen soon. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to ask your guys' thoughts. 4215, do it Quick shout-out to Mohammed Al-Zaraoni tuning in all the way from Abu Dhabi, the capital of the UAE. So, ladies and gentlemen, our text lines are open, taking a short break. But when we come back, we're talking about China's crackdown on crypto mining and how it could end the very, very, very tiring GPU shortage. And for those who don't know, those are graphics cards. Taking a short break, and when we come back, I hope... I hope you got your pockets ready. This is Pulse 95. Check this out. Check this out. Pulse 95. Check this out, ladies and gentlemen. We're back on the live. Uh, had so much fun with you guys on Instagram Live. I appreciate it. Shout out to everyone who was tuning in. I mean, the support and the interaction was amazing. Give a special shout out to Hella tuning in. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about China's crackdown on crypto mining, right? And how this soon could end the GPU shortage. Now, some of you guys aren't so familiar with graphic cards and all these gaming components, right? But there was kind of a dilemma happening in the beginning of the year. Or in general, when crypto mining started becoming more and more popular and more accessible to the public. Right now, graphic cards are used to mine cryptocurrency. Example, Bitcoin. And you can make a lot of money. And I'm not talking about one graphics card. I'm talking about warehouses of graphics card. And China's ban on that will change a lot of things. And I think you guys do. I think a lot of you noticed um, a couple of I think a month ago or a couple um, two months ago, there was a big drop in cryptocurrency. Right. There's a big drop in Bitcoin. And that was because China was cracking down on these crypto miners and today we're going to go a little bit in detail about how that affected number one the crypto market and number two gpus in general which go by graphic graphic cards which are used for gaming graphic designing editing there's a lot of uh, things that are it's used for it's mainly goes into a computer and most of the time it isn't it is expensive but not that expensive as a lot of wholesalers and resellers were selling it for way too much now, grabbing a graphics card online has been near an impossible task lately, and that is thanks to cryptocurrency mining and a semiconductor shortage. Now, it has eventually led to the skyrocketing prices of these graphic cards and other technology, right? Now, at one point in time, ladies and gentlemen, Nvidia released their graphics card, right? And it was amazing. Everyone was going crazy over them. They were much cheaper. They were much stronger. And I do believe it was the strongest line of graphics cards they ever released. Correct? Now, the most basic one was going for around 1,000 dirhams, right? Now, a lot of people bought them, number one, to resell them, and number two, for crypto mining. And now that $300 or 1,000 dirham graphic card skyrocketed to 5,000 dirhams. Could you imagine that, ladies and gentlemen? 5,000 dirhams for a 1,000 dirhams item. And that was the inflation. That was, uh, you know, they were controlling the market. It was so bad. If you went on eBay, you would see some people selling the top graphics card for 20,000 dirhams. And a lot of people couldn't buy them. And Nvidia stopped selling them because they're like, no, 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 no. I can't do this anymore because they, they were, obviously during the pandemic, there was a lot of problems with manufacturing, with creating new products because obviously Corona 
And a lot of people, uh, and, there, and there was laws imposed. I don't want to get too into that. I want to stick to this right now. But uh, gamers do want to grab these chips and experience, obviously, the ultra-realistic gaming. And crypto miners, obviously, were ruining the fun for them because they were grabbing them before anyone could. And that was actually with the help of online bots, right? A robot online, an automated, automated software would bid at a certain price or, you know, as soon as it was in stock, they would buy them, right? Could you imagine that? Now, a lot of people didn't like it. A lot of people complain. And it's kind of the same thing happened when we were talking about the PS5. Now, it has left a thousands of gamer enthusiasts hanging in uncertainty and did force them to try out lucky draws or even sign up for daily raffles to buy these chips. But China has finally cracked down on them. And at one point in time, I do believe China was like, hey, we do not recognize Bitcoin anymore. I think at one point in time, they were recognizing Bitcoin. And uh, again, we're looking at GPU prices slowly going, slowly going downward because of that. And I'm happy. I'll tell you why I'm happy. Because then I can finally buy one because I've been waiting to. I'm a gamer myself. I like to play my video games. But again, I couldn't because everyone was... Uh, the crypto miners were buying these these graphics cards and saving them and hoarding them for themselves or using it for crypto mining. But again, uh, we're looking at China cracking down on this and making it a little bit more easier for people to buy them. Obviously, their intent was not to say, hey, give us back our graphics cards. The intent was to control the market when it came to Bitcoin and came to data mining because uh, crypto mining, because ladies and gentlemen, it uses a lot of electricity, a lot of energy consumption, which obviously we do know global warming. Hello, our energy, it's, it's hot outside, ladies and gentlemen. I don't have to tell you, just go outside. And uh, these are the effects of global warming. Um, I don't want to get too into that because that is also a controversial topic. But ladies and gentlemen, 4215, do it or on Instagram at Pulse95Radio. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, we do know Eid is coming up, and uh, I'm really excited for Eid. Uh, it's been a while since, you know, I kicked back and relaxed. But again, I'm doing a lot of things in Sharjah. You know, Sharjah is the place to be during Eid. I'm going to the Sharjah rain room. I might even go on a road trip to Kelva, you know, even to Khurfakan. We do know His Highness Sheikh Dr. Sultan bin Mohammed Al Qasimi. He did create that road that made the, the drive from an hour and 30 minutes to 45 minutes. And quick and simple and easy it's, it's it's even easier now to get to Khurfkan Khurfkan has a lot of things to provide to us right it's a beautiful area if you like the beach you can go to the beach if you like mountains you can go to the mountains if you want to sit in a park and barbecue you can do that as well but I want to ask you guys ladies and gentlemen 4215 or on Instagram at Pulse95 Radio what are you doing this day anything exciting if it is let me know but ladies and gentlemen this does conclude Future Talk for today I'll see you tomorrow same time same place only here on Pulse95, and I want you guys to tune into my life tomorrow. I'll be giving shout-outs all day tomorrow, but you need to own it, ladies and gentlemen. It's Stormzy, Pulse95, good vibes in the room, as always. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.